Attention film school students, here are a few announcements. Item one, when is it acceptable to film something with a fisheye lens? Item two, one correct answer is if your character is a fish. Item three, the other answer is if your character is tripping balls. Oh, and item four, if anyone can find the film school janitors on their lunch break, tell them it's time to review No Sud Food. Actually, only use fisheye lenses for porthole shots. story about a trio of janitors might have heard they worked at a well-known film school they picked up a few things other than trash they might hate your movie or if drunk think it's cool every now and then they get together for a lunch break trash talks a movie or tv or streaming rodney and jason and sean they all clean house if you listen close you can hear kids screaming all right so we are going to do uh no sudden move not an s or as Jeff, our guest from the uh, Waffle House Titans podcast, where he travels all over the country, rating and reviewing different Waffle Houses. But uh, he said, no, oh, unmoved. Nice. Waffle Houses and Cheerios? Yeah. No, that's a different guy. That's a different that's guy. A different oh, that's Jeff. a different? Oh, yeah, that's a different sorry. Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> He's more charismatic than I am. <laughs> oh, okay. No, actually, this Jeff was uh, extra in this film. It was filmed in Detroit. When did they do it? Last September? My, my, role, uh, my scene was filmed in October. October, okay. 1953. <laughs> yeah, see, time travels also. <laughs> just, just want to point that out. <laughs> so, Jay, what's the basic plot? I know you haven't had a lot of time to think about this. For What's the basic I did plot not, for No and, Sudden and Move? And I'm, I'm very embarrassed about this, but at the same time, I, that was not me. Um, the the basic, Basically, the plot of this movie is um, don't do bad, dirty shit. Huh. Otherwise, you're just going to get killed. Pretty close. That, that, that's, the fu- that's the plot. That's ultimately what it is. Everyone backstabbed everybody. I'm, hey, I'm going right Spoiler to the alert. end. Spoiler alert. Going right to the end. I don't care. Now, everybody, stab- everybody backstabbed everybody. There was no loyalties nowhere throughout the entire fucking movie. It was at the end. Mm, well, 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 we'll get to, we'll get we'll, to it all. We'll, don't spoil everything. No. <laughs> now, I just want to go back, again, go back to this title for a second. LG like, Rhythm. <laughs> wouldn't you say No Sudden Moves? Or is it no sudden move? Like, what's the term, the phrase typically? It sounds weird to say it without the S, but I guess if you go no sudden, I think mo- it depends on what you're actually discussing. Maybe no sudden moves mean. It's, I think that's like a make generic a make open no sudden sense. Mo- like, yeah, like that's someone telling you don't move or I'm gonna hurt you somehow. I always almost maybe it's more no sudden movement more so, or movements. Yeah, <laughs> or movements. Uh, the original title for this was Kill Switch. And it's written by Ed Solomon, the guy who did (laughs) the guy who wrote uh, these are a couple of odd ones. Uh, He wrote Men in Black and he wrote uh, Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure. He wrote this screenplay and uh, Steven Soderbergh directed it. The guy who did like all the Ocean's Eleven movies and stuff. Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Yep. What flavor? (laughs) Soda. He's a flake. Flake. Yeah. Fago. (laughs) All right. Fago burger. Now the. uh, There's no Fago in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Dude, you know what? Exactly. It wasn't Fago oh, I around? guess it was. I guess it was. Because you see the classic right. bottles. Not legit. Oops. <laughs> Fuck that. Can it. So one thing right off the bat, which we were talking about, Jeff. I was looking up Lafayette and Russell Street, and I don't see where on the map. I don't see where they do you know where cross. that is? Lafayette. Lafayette's and downtown. Is I know Russell? where La- I know Lafayette. I know yeah. where Lafayette Coney Island is. I know where Lafayette Road is, and I know where Russell Street is. Do they intersect? But I looked in the map and they don't intersect anywhere. Is Gotham Hotel a real hotel? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. 
I was just curious how much overlapped for real. They should have used Hotel Yorba, in my opinion. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. But yeah, it took place in 1954, Detroit, right? Or 1953? It was 53 or 54. And the big choice we were talking about, Jeff, the filming of it, they're using a fisheye lens for like a lot of scenes and where the camera's just basically the swooping from left. The entire movie. Not if they're close up or in no. rooms, but when they're like. No, the entire fucking I mean, movie. I'll give, you, I'll give you a solid 70%. Yeah. No, the entire fucking movie. I first noticed it is when they picked up. Benicio del Toro when they're walking back to the car and I was like what the is, entire what is time weird? if you look at the cor- if you look at the any f- one of the you know four what? corners might, of your TV you it's might be right as shit in the even in the introduction in the house of like Ray Liotta all, I didn't recognize Ray Liotta at first just yeah, because no. his face was more when distorted. he's in the center of it you know who they are but when they're on the sides yeah you're or whatever, probably it might be it, closer like, to eighty five percent it was a very odd up. choice I don't know why like you you were asking Jeff weird. like. Did they make, like, movies in the, in the 50s with fisheye lenses? Yeah, it was weird as fuck. I didn't get it. I could understand the graininess throughout the whole thing to make it feel like a legit, authentic 50s movie or something. That Detroit grit they're trying to... It was strange, too, because they're, like, filming, like, factories now that are probably from back then that are just dilapidated. But I'm like, mm, they probably weren't dilapidated then like, yet. Yeah, I was thinking that, like, the one when... Don the opening walking, scene of him like, walking. All the windows are busted out with rocks. Like, was that how? I doubt that's what it was like in the fifties. Right. I mean, they Detroit did. It, they, was a booming town back then. Yeah, and they picked a couple houses and neighborhoods. Like, there are big, beautiful houses in these old neighborhoods close to downtown that are insane houses. Like, they don't even make houses like that now that cost a half a million dollars. Like, they're insane. But they, they like they found a couple pockets that they still look pretty good shape, and maybe you know maybe they filmed the Gross Point for all I know, but. Um, yeah, so it's Don Cheadle's kind of like um, a hood. He's kind of a... Don, he is... Algae uh, Rhythm. Correct. War but he machine. is also... that's Okay, that's yeah, where I was War going. Machine. He was War Machine, but for some reason, Iron Giant and Iron Man were in my head, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, that's not what I want to say. Okay, that's what I thought, and I was like, I like him. Yeah. He's, well, he's I like he, he did like a little voice through the whole movie too that I thought kind of worked for the time, kind of like a little gruff, especially mm-hmm. after seeing him in the uh, Algae Rhythm in the Space Jam movie. But he uh, he's kind of got, he's we learn he's just got out of jail pretty recently. He's looking for a job. He's just trying to get uh, what five thousand dollars so he can go yep. buy a plot of land that was formerly his family's or something in Kansas City. Stolen from him? Something. Well, I mean, we didn't get a lot of detail about it, but yeah, it's basically it was taken from him. And it sounded like legitimately taken from him because somebody found out that he wanted it. So they well, they're raising the price, but yeah, it was to some me, weird thing. It, to me, it's a similar thing of it's the low stakes kind of anti hero. Like Big Lebowski just wants his carpet or money for his carpet. Was it his carpet or money for the carpet? His rug, his rug, and then or uh, payback with Mel Gibson. You know, canceled Mel Gibson, but like he just wanted the what the certain dollar amount. He wanted no more, no less. You know, so he, it's like he wanted what he was owed. Basically, yeah. it's much. like that makes him be kind of the um, moral high ground of and the I'll, characters. I'm going to jump ahead, which was weird, though, because it threw it off because the other guy, the other uh, character, Benito del Toro. Yes. He was like he was ready to call it quits. He's like, all right, I got what I need. I'm done. And he's like, oh, we got all this. We got to go do this, get this money. And he's like, dude, don't be greedy, basically. You know, like you don't need to. So I was like, at first he wanted just what he was owed, and then he started getting greedy. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, okay, we'll get to that. Fuck, it's so late in the movie. <laughs> well, uh, son of a bitch. So I think it was a little strange too. Like, so beneath uh, some of the other original cast members, it was supposed to be Sebastian Stan was going to be in this, 
John Cena was supposed to be in it. Who's who's? Julia I don't know what Fox. characters they're gonna play. Okay, so did you recognize her at all or no? She was in um, wrestling with a family. Mm-mm. No, Uncut Gems. Did you watch oh, Uncut I did, Gems? I did not watch that. I didn't see. Yeah, it. right away I looked at. I go. I go. Her face is familiar, and I looked it up, and I went. I saw her name, Julia Fox, and I'm like, oh, what was she in? And then I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, Uncut oh, Gems. Oh, that's right. Black Widow was uh, wrestling with the family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry. Wrong thing. Okay. She looked familiar, but I couldn't. Which one was she then? Because I didn't see that movie. So she was the, his like. Well, she was she. She, she, but, uh, she was married to Ray Liotta. She was uh, in this Del movie. Yeah, in this movie Del, yes. Okay. The, the one he was having Del, an affair what, with. What's, what's the name? Is it kind of. Yeah, we did this? not print any of this. Damn stuff. it. Okay. Because I. I, got I the cast. So yeah, Benicio del Toro we, is introduced, and you're seeing him leaving having an right. affair with her. Yeah. And he seems. Is he very racist? Against, like, I think... Uh, that's why I think he didn't want to sit in the It was weird, seat. like... No, uh, well, okay. He didn't want to sit in front of him because he thought he was going to knife him. I and he, th- No, I, I think with the line of business that they were in, they would be paranoid of anybody sitting behind them when they're in the vehicle. Because, I mean, well, they were in the business of, like... They're all... Killing people and, and doing none of them know They're shady. all getting hired for jobs. Shady. None of them know this Jones guy that's picking yeah. them up. They didn't, yeah. Which is Brendan Fraser, and... I've only seen Dude. him in, uh... uh Doom moment. Patrol. No, Doom Patrol of Doom recent Patrol, things. Yeah. And he looked like, I mean, he's, he's, had, he's had some rough years, but well, in Doom Patrol, he's mostly in a metal mask, if it's actually him metal. in a metal mask or not. But they've done flashbacks where he looked okay. Well, and this on one, it took. Did, was that makeup or, or did no, he I, put the weight on? I think he put player. the weight on or, or they just put, maybe they padded him up a little bit, but, or the fish angle lens. His, his, or the fish angle lens. So I a couple know, th- Like, I didn't recognize him at first because of that fish angle lens. I don't know if the fish angle lens put that much. I think he's like really that of. big because in Doom Patrol, in the flashback, he's banging that. One girl, yeah. His nanny or whatever. Right. And he's pretty mm. big. He's big. That. He's yeah. bigger. He's definitely bigger than he used to be. But this one, he seemed bigger in this than he has in that. But I mean, it, it fit his character in this. I'm not taking he's away a heavy, from that. And right? He's, <laughs> he needs to be. Yeah. yeah and... It was weird seeing him as in that role. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I was, was happy. I'm always happy to see him. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He, I'll tell you, like, okay, sure. Some of his movies probably don't do well, whatever. And we'll Monkey look that bone. up later. <laughs> but um, I love watching his <laughs> movies. We, and Oh, I was like, why do we bring him up in Space Jam? But it was because we talked about back in action. <laughs> no. All right. No, but I, <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen? Don Cheadle yeah. and... I love his okay. I love his movies. Like, every time, every time something comes out, I'll, I'll watch his shit. Like... It, it's fun and it's entertaining. I don't care like how bad it is or whatever. But so yeah, he's so yeah he's he's Brendan so. Fraser's gathering people. So he's got uh, uh, Don Cheadle. He's got uh, Benicio del Toro and then Rory Culkin or Kieran Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin who was great in this movie. Yeah, he was very good. Wait, Macaulay Culkin. It's his brother. Is it really his youngest brother? Oh shit! And he, he gathers them some for some lessons from him. And they're basically tell, like you hear him telling different prices like. Uh, Don Cheadle's going to get two thousand up front, three thousand later. But Del, Del Toro's going to get double that, three thousand, then four forty five hundred later, something like that. But they do that in everything, though. Uh huh. I mean, we saw that in the uh, fucking Army of the Dead, and, exactly. And every other which movie also is another movie that had strange with uh, the le- he bought all those like uh, certain Carl Zeiss lenses that he used to do like lens flaring and stuff, like to make it be very kind of dreamy quality. Mm. And it was like a weird choice. I don't know if that's something new that directors An are kind of thing they're playing with. Yeah. Trying to go back and do some uh, unique take. But um, the mission is supposed to be very simple. They're going to uh, David Harbor Hopper from Stranger yep. Things. Mm-hmm. And then did you recognize the wife? 
you might not recognize White Jeff, but she was in uh, one of the ones we also did very recently, which I've not posted yet, but I'm going to soon. <laughs> <laughs> she was the mom in Sweet Tooth at the end. Oh, was she? Okay, so, yeah, that's so we had, not where I was so we going had two, okay. Yeah, that's why I figured I'd tell you because it was going to yeah. take. No, the, da- the dad I the the dad I recognize. So I'm like, oh wow, he's he's not nearly as big as he was in Black Widow. Right. I was like, wow, like I would not want to be an actor, or an actress, whatever, because like that's torture on your body. It's not good in the grand scheme. No, of things, I mean, well, but if you're you going from trainers. one character, if you're going to one character that is similar to another character, you know, I can I can understand it because that's like not so bad. It's not a big change, but when you're going from like ripped. To yeah, I didn't even recognize him initially. Again, maybe fish like, lens, but when he's in the bathroom and she's like, "Oh, you're wearing cologne," and no, don't blame fish lens on that. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was a lot thinner in this. So he's coming down with his wife and his kids, and the three guys are in the house. Mm-hmm. They have to take David Harbor to go to his office at GM. Uh, dude, I, and I'm, here's my problem too: is that like you own this house i get it y'all y'all sleeping upstairs and shit like that but how do you not hear people come in well that's what i was thinking when she saw the three glasses was that supposed to be like they were hanging out all night i the the mom when she come amy siemens's character i okay my thought was is that you were in the very beginning from the very beginning you read this i feel like she's been like she thinks her husband's doing some weird crazy shit like she she thinks well, he's cheating on her. Well, and I, I want to kind of get into the breakdown of everything at, at the end, but that's fine. But I think he stayed because he said something about like he stayed up later or whatever. And I think he part of the thing is, is like, okay, he stayed up like late drinking. Oh, um, is that what that was kind of insinuating and then? He had three glasses maybe, or whatever. Or? Well, I feel like like you have this. Okay, back in those in those days, you probably had like a tray of shit like that you would like entertain people with. Mm-hmm. So you got four glasses. You know, one for me, one for my wife, one for the the company the and, neighbors and, or well, well two for the company or whatever. or whatever, right? So and you saw the tray was out there, and then you had three empty. You had three empty clean glasses, and then you had one that was like half quarter filled with like. Uh, melted ice or whatever right so i feel like that was what it was you know so she was like okay he just didn't want to come to bed because he's banging his secretary or 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 whatever you know yeah the boss is his boss's secretary right but i mean just yeah exactly so that's that's the way i looked at that one so the the caper continues with uh culkin taking david harbour to the work and he's like you got 30 minutes to go up and get this file out of your bosses well we didn't say that they only gave us the job that Cheeto was supposed to. There's, he thought they were only supposed to be babysitting. babysitting. They didn't mm-hmm. give any description for the other people. Oh, okay, that's a good point. Right. Yeah, we don't know what their what their directives were. And uh, Don Cheadle, or I mean, uh, uh, Rory Culkin, Culkin takes him to the office, or Kieran Culkin takes him to the office. That's where we see the boss's secretary that he's having mm-hmm. an affair with, and he knows where the code is because he needs to get into the safe. He ends up like running around the desk, does a little thing, that rips the sheet. Yeah, that was weird as fuck. So that, I think there's a. I, I feel like on a second watch, I think there's a lot of information in those. I think there's a lot of information in these. Because how many, did you watch them only once, Jeff? Just one time. What about you? You, yeah, you and I just I, both just watched once, it today. Just once. I feel like there's a lot of little information interspersed that if you're not paying attention, I'm it, I'm, I'm gonna go on a a gander and say no. No, I'm gonna say that there is. But anyway, we'll carry on. So he goes to the safe. The safe's empty. So he makes a fake file, gives it to Culkin. And then the mother at this point, she's kind of keeping her kids calm by saying they're keeping Mm -hmm. their masks on. They don't mean to do us harm. So just listen to them, basically. On the ride home, 
you know, uh, Kieran Culkin says, like, leave the keys in the car. Let's go inside the house. And he's taking off his mask at this point. And that's when you're, we're all kind of like clued into like, OK, there's some danger going on here. And uh, he's about to like kill David Harbour. And then that's when but he's uh, also going to kill everybody. He's going to. But Dave, yeah, Don Cheadle. But Cheadle's out. job is to make sure no one gets hurt. That was his job description. Oh, that's so that's why point. he killed Culkin. That's a good point. That's kind of cool. Again, he's the noble bad guy, right? That's like a, a trope in these kind of noir type. Well, he's been. the Yeah, he's the, the I've been wronged kind of. Because that's what it sounds like. They kind of hint about he's his dead. Gotham, the Gotham Motel incident, which they don't. They don't really into. get into it too much, but it seemed like he was there and he was kind of trying to make some kind of peace or something. And then he's up stealing this book that's full of like a ledger that yeah, uh, the one bad gambling or something, some all kinds of debts. Yeah. Which is uh, Bill Duke's character uh, Atkins or something like that. They call him. Sorry. Oh, you've done pretty well tonight. You haven't hit that yet until yep. now. Sorry. So now they're kind of and, and again, Del Toro and him are kind of very uh, adversarial heated. But now they're kind of thrust together. They give the gun of Culkin to David Harbour, and they're like, you know, you you killed him. He broke in. You app, you apprehended. You took the gun. He made him shoot the gun. To yeah, to get the yeah. Which I don't think they had that kind of. Did they, they didn't really did they go test to, for that back in I don't the think so. No. no. So they take off, and where's where did they? What was their what was their first instinct? Was to track down. Well, he the, oh, the one guy low, went right? to the, they went to Ohio. Well, the one guy went to um I. I don't know their names. Uh, Cheeto went to get the guy that uh, hired him hired him for the job, and he was like, okay, who gave you the information to give me this job or whatever? Because he was trying to figure right. out he who set names. him up, basically. Yeah, he knew it was he knew it was that they were both going to get burned. That's what he, he. That's basically how he gets Del Toro to go along with him, right? Well, because there was also a hit on their – or a bounty on their heads now, too, right? Or And I the guess. numbers keep – everything they keep finding out, the numbers keep – which I thought that was kind of a funny thing mm-hmm. in the whole movie, like oh. – Every time they think, okay, we're going to get this much, or this is going to happen. Especially at the end. Yeah, it just keeps right. bumping up. Oh, the numbers, yeah, the numbers changed throughout the entire thing, and each one was getting different amounts, and bounties were different for each one of them. And, like, yeah, at some point I was, like, I was thinking, like, isn't he going to be offended that the other guy is worth, like, five grand more than him? And then I was trying to think, too, like, okay, this is 1950-something, and 50 grand then is a lot a different A lot now. of money, yes. So we find that Harbor and his, let's see, I think yeah, we can go to that. Harbor and his girlfriend, the secretary, we find out, did they basically, he instigated it inadvertently, correct? The affair? No, I mean, the affair was obviously between David Harbor and uh, Frankie Shaw, his boss's secretary. But was it basically, we find out that this file, is it too early to say this? Because it's kind of, there's like a lot of little twists and turns. You, I'm going to, whatever, I'll jump in. The secretary mentions to the uh, the dad basically that like oh he has some information on something for the big four the at car, that time the you know the big four at that time yes Ford Chrysler GM and American yep American Motors um, so like she had this she didn't know it sounded like she didn't know exactly what it was but it was something big right and uh, that's Judah Baker wanted. She, to me it was a far, it was a Fargo part I think well it was like I think it was a Fargo kind of story of. Oh, I'm going to hire a kidnapper, you know, to kidnap my wife. Yeah. Like, this very convoluted everyman trying to well, get ahead. Cor- and it's corporate espionage. In, it it, it is. Sense. And he, he's trying, yeah, so him and his him and his lover are going to run away. She tells her husband she's breaking well, up with him. She has very much ulterior motives, as you find out throughout the whole the, the show. As um, 
not the not, not the secretary. secretary. Oh, not oh, the, the secretary. other. Oh no. No. So, so the, Otis, the sec, so the, the secretary. Yeah. yeah. So the secretary with Hopper. My bad. She. It seems to me like Hopper basically goes to the Wait, Studebaker no. guy. She had ulterior motives too, though. They both did. Because she wanted she wanted someone that was gonna like basically. Well, they're like, gonna run away to California. Take her away, yeah. Yeah, well, they, she she was into money, and as soon as he like chickened out and didn't want to do the big score, she went with that. She went back Peter to her dude husband. or whatever. Yeah, Phil, Phil. her husband, Phil, her, Peter, her husband, Phil, whatever, whoever. Well, she was gonna leave him because yeah, that's what that basically that's what my point is. The whole movie starts, or the whole story starts, because he was going to steal this file about pollution rates and the catalytic converter that the big three or big four were keeping secret. And, and he, he was going to sell like it. He knew nothing about it. Right. And he was going to steal it and sell it to Studebaker so they could break it open and cause a whole thing Then he chickened out. But now Studebaker knew about this report. So they hired hoodlums on down the line so, to uh, extract this file. So who did Matt Damon work for? We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> I, I, so all the twists. No, fuck the, you. I get excited when I see Matt Damon in any movie <laughs> that I don't know he's in. <laughs> I'm just like, That's Matt another Damon. one I spoiled because I read again as I'm watching. And then I saw his name like cameo. I go, oh, God damn it. I, I, I got to stop. I could say that's that. bigger than a cameo what he did. It was. So, yeah, it, yeah. ultimately there's a lot of twists and turns. Um, Benicio Del Toro, like Ray Liotta's the gangster that wants to kill uh, Don Cheadle, but doesn't necessarily want to kill, kind of wants to kill. Dude, everybody betrayed yeah, they all everybody. Want, and it's all over this report. This MacGuffin is the report that's saying that uh, pollution from cars can be prevented by using car- catalytic converters, but the big four. And this that's the true story part. They, well, we didn't say that what happened after. Oh, I guess we did when they found out they Hopper gave him the, or whatever his name is. Yeah, gave the, the David the Harbour. Fake, the fake report to Karen Culkin. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's when the shit really starts yeah. hitting the fan, and they're all they're kind of on the run. They go and track down his boss down in Ohio. Because well, he didn't know what was in the report, though, necessarily. I don't think he knew what was in it, no. Yeah, no, because he was, it, what it sounded like, he was going on hearsay from what the secretary was telling him. He I, knew it was important. He knew it was some. it was, again. It was big. It, it, it was, was big. insider, it was espionage, corporate espionage for sure. And that's why Studebaker, and that's like at the end, I, I, we, we can jump to because it it's basically it's a lot of twists yeah. and turns through the whole thing. Studebaker, big then? No? Studebaker, Packard, no, because they were both dying. Studebaker and Packard were dying, so they merged. I think what Matt Damon's character, so we find out Matt Damon's character, he's the head of the CCA. Well, he, he used to be Ford. He was yeah. Ford and GM or and, something. Yeah. and But I think he runs like kind of, I think like a lobbying group basically is what he was. Yep, CCA, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was keeping that report planted like keeping that like underground so nobody knew about it because they didn't want it would cost pollution the, yeah it would cost the car companies too much to start changing their methods and installing uh you know catalytic converters and stuff and to him that's and that's basically what the whole rest of the story is benicio del toro and don Cheadle are like more don Cheadle, very much trying we got to keep chopping up this ladder because we get more more and more money gets involved when we get deeper into this Yeah, you cut out the middleman you got like now you go to the big dollars. Yeah, if they're willing to pay this to kill us, then they're willing to pay us for this. I thought it was kind of a neat idea of ripping the report in half. Mm-hmm. They kind of each had leverage. And then he also kind of was anticipating Benicio Del Toro fucking things up here and there, too. Betraying so he had plans inside of plans. I like that they brought in the purple. What, the, what are they called? The, uh, the Purple Boys, I think. Was, no, what are the, what's the, the Detroit gang? gang? Purple, is it Purple Gang? Purple Gang, I think. Because I was like the local mafia for Detroit. So I thought that was cool. They kind of incorporated them. 
I like I like how he threw the glass across <laughs> the table so and he dove and then also was so delayed. I'm like, that'd be hilarious if nobody showed up. I thought that was gonna happen. <laughs> like, so he makes a plan to have the purple gang. I was gonna say purple heart gang, but the purple gang. He he paid them all to like basically shoot shoot whoever's at the table with him if he makes some big scene and then he knocks his like completely knocks his glass across the table, across the room, dives on the floor, and it does take a minute. For everybody to start shooting, but he doesn't even tell Benicio del Toro that, and then that's where they take out uh, Brendan Fraser and Ray Liotta gets away to go back to his wife, who he beat because he was trying. I thought that was kind of funny because he made it seem like he knew that they were having an affair, Benicio del Toro and, and Julia Fox, but he didn't know, and neither of them would fess up. But then we see later, like he beat the shit out of his wife, but she kills him, takes the thirty six thousand dollars. It gets to the point where they get this money, 375000 from Matt Damon, because he's like, goes, this is nothing to me. He goes, I lose this money, I will get this back in my sleep. Take it, I've got my report back, we're done. You find out that they're, like, screwing over the guy that was the Studebaker guy that was trying to buy it from the get-go. You find out that... They scared, oh, and John yeah, they Hamm's... Scared, they scared him out. Right, and John Hamm's a, a federal agent, or local police. I think he's local police. He's been trying to get to the bottom of all this all along, and... So at some point when uh, he has all the money, him and uh, Don Cheadle and Benicio del Toro are going to split it. And then that's when Bill Duke, who who is the one that was at the Gotham Hotel that Don Cheadle fucked up some operation on. He's like, I'm taking you. And he goes, I've got all this money because he thought he was going to buy himself out of it right then and there. And basically Mm -hmm. screw Benicio del Toro out of the money. And they're like, he didn't care about that money. Again, that goes back to your point when you was it you said or were you who wanted more money? He wanted more money. Yeah, I think it was oh, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cheeto wanted more money. Del, Del Toro just wanted whatever he, he was got content. Right there. So I don't yeah, know if that was, was like, you're being greedy kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if that was more of him getting money to clear his debts to get out of trouble because he just wanted to live a life. He wanted to be free. Yeah, and get out of there. So he so didn't Benito Del Toro ends up walking out with the three hundred seventy five thousand. Don Cheeto goes down. They Bill Duke actually apprehended the Packard guy and gets the hundred twenty five thousand from him, but just by scaring him off. So they end up paying uh, John Hamm $50,000 because he's like, you got three dead bodies. I got the guy that did it. I can take care of it. We can, uh, you know, prevent race war type stuff going on. And I don't know if any of this is making sense without watching it, but it's a lot. Again, a lot of double crossing. But at the end of the day, ultimately, Matt Damon wins, right? Right. He gets all his money back and then some. Because even didn't John Hamm give him his the the fifty thousand he thought bonus that was money. he thought that yeah the payoff money the bribery money he thought was his too, and so yeah Julia Fox goes off with Benicio del Toro they have four hundred and one like four hundred ten thousand dollars or something, something like yeah. thirty five and then the money she took from Ray Liotta, and they think they're being followed she ends up going down a I thought that was a cool scene, so they end up going like oh it's so beautiful down here nobody's following us we're it's scenic we're all alone. And she's like, here, I bought your fit, you know, I brought your favorite wine. And he turns to the side and he's about to pop the cork. And then you hear gunfire. And she actually shot him in his flask. flask. And then he turns around again. He's like, oh, fuck. And then she kills him and takes all the money. But then the cops come and stop her and take all the money from her. And that cop took the money to John Hamm, right? To John Hamm. And then John Hamm took it back to Matt Damon. So Matt Damon was right. The bad guys won. The bad, bad, bad guys won at the end of the day. Then we get, spoiler alert, and then we get uh, Don Cheadle's going along with uh, Bill Duke in the trunk of a car. I think they went all the way down to Kansas 
city, right? I don't think so. No. Wow, the purple boys drive him all the way down there. I don't know. I mean, they weren't. But Didn't they give him enough money just to get out well, of they, town? Well, they, he, he basically, he had a that ledger on him the whole time. So he gives the ledger to Bill Duke, and he's like, he goes, why would you trust me? Why would you think I, would, I wouldn't, you know, do this? And he's like, because you can be trusted. Because that was the whole point of that book was he had a ledger on everybody because people trusted him with that book. So then he goes, okay, well, I'm taking out the 50000 bribe and then the money we lost on the Gotham Hotel thing. What do you suggest we do with the rest of the money from that 125000 they took from Packard? And he's like, goes, I just want my 5000 Again, going back to that, like, I just want my carpet or my rug or whatever. I just want my payback. It was, pay- was it payback? Yeah, payback was in the video. Anyway, uh, and they just let him go, and he gets to be. I think. I think they. I think they might have went down because they were, seemed like they were driving for a while. But I don't know. For Don Cheadle, do you think they took him all the way down to Missouri, or do you think they just kind of took him to the outskirts of Detroit and were like, "Here's your five thousand, get out of here"? Mm, I think they took him close to the border because they had to get him away from John Ham to keep him safe. They just basically. got him out of the way. And I think he was just. It was a respect game, you know. It was, yeah. You know, players respecting the other players. Well, he also went to them basically with the plan in the beginning, right? Yeah. So he was like, he was thinking that this was going to pay for my uh, my mistakes, and then I all I all I want is my five thousand, which was owed to me basically. And you can take whatever it is. Yeah, honor amongst these, basically. Which that money seemed like it multiplied drastically, though. I don't know if you guys mentioned that when. Well, I yeah, said. no. So yeah, the three seventy five. And then uh, like Ray Liotta's money, and then the fifty thousand came from the Packard guy, one hundred twenty five thousand. That all went back to Matt Damon, so he right. won. He didn't even know. He's like, I feel like I should give you something. Why don't you take well, this eighty eight dollar bottle? Must, yeah, oh yeah. Which again, back then he's like, John Ham's like, oh, he said that's, he, I must have miscounted my three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, he just well, and like he said earlier too, though, he's like, you know, I'll call my accountant and I'll sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I make money doing nothing, basically, mm-hmm. right? So he's like. So what are, like yeah, this is off subject. But did Don Cheadle have a kid? Was that baby his when he went to that house? I think so. I don't know. I don't know how long he was in jail. I don't know if that was not that. Long. I wasn't. Sh- do you think that I was? was I, I, say I wasn't sure if that was her father. So he goes to the house to get her, her ledger. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. I'm pretty positive that was her father. I think that was his old fling, and I'm pretty positive that was his kid. Okay, so maybe he did a short. Oh, because he got released from prison dude, for being he, overcrowded. He's a he's a great actor. So. When he heard the baby cry and his nice facial face. expressions sold it all. Yeah, because why else kid. would they put that? Yeah, you're right. That was his kid. But he knew to walk away. Yeah. Because he's nothing but trouble. Well, I mean, yeah, you're going to because exactly, right? Like, give the kid a chance, you know, mm-hmm. and he, if they do a sequel and it to was this, good so she, he'll send them money. Because you could see, too, like, she was hurting when she saw it. Like, it was, it was a pretty very well-acted, intense scene. Yeah, I would agree that that was his I baby. Would, I would say that without saying it, I think they said it. And then, but. which is good. And I like, I like for the movies to do that. And then it ends oh, yeah. with that, the, that gives you the, uh, the option to kind of create your own shit in your head. Right. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, that's a hell of a lot better than anything they, they can come up yep. with it. And then we find so. out at the end that they actually, the, the, Oh, they're keeping that whole report. The big four were keeping that report quiet. Mm-hmm. And then the government sued them. They never paid any fines. And then in 1975, they finally had to start putting Cadillac. Yeah. Did you guys talk about Six the car the car drive to the lake? Yeah, yeah, we do. You, you did? With, with Julia Fox, that? yeah. Yeah. Damn when he shot, because he said it was cool, like, he shot him in the flask, and then he's like, oh, fuck, and then she <laughs> headshotted him. But why didn't he do anything, though? 
Like he didn't do anything to defend himself. He didn't any, have any. He turned around. He felt it, and he was like, "What?" Turned around, and she probably the gun. He could have. He could have went for the gun. Swatted, maybe. Not something. swatted like modern term swatting. Puncher in the face. I don't know something. <laughs> uh, they're they're you know. Oh, he could have turned the the yeah. bottle, popped it in her. Fa- I don't know. I don't think he had time. Well, then the gunshot happened once the cork went. Is that maybe? Did it coincide? Yeah, maybe. Eh, well, that's fine. Whatever. I mean, it, it, I would say so the, this job. is where the, now these are the questions I have. Otherwise, so the main thing was like the David Harbor character. I'm like, okay, he definitely instigated this whole thing and it got out of control, With Fargo it, style. Who, oh, he's, Hopper, Hopper. Okay, the dad. But yeah. I was thinking the way the wife Amy Siemens's character was her was she kind of like. Maybe having a relationship with that white, like in another life. I thought she was no. I thought they yeah. were having like girl on girl shit going. That's on. what I thought too. Like yep. in a like it was again 100%. the sign of the times, and she because she goes, "How do you do all this? How can you keep living this life? How can you pull it?" And that's what she's like. Well, let's go on a trip together. And I felt like it was again the stifling suburbia mentality of women and people just not being able to be I who think, they want to be. But I, I think every time you hear a, or watch a, a movie. Or read a, a book that has that like era going on. How I many, think. How th- many books are you reading? Um, <laughs> actually, in the last month, oh. I've I've actually read three books. Oh, so what ones? Um. So, anyways, <laughs> so the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't read books. Um, no, but I, I would I would think though, like in that era though, is that like that's kind of like the thing. You well, know, they've like, done they've done it on Legends of Tomorrow with Katie Lott's uh, character with uh, White Canary in the mm-hmm. past and like falling in love with women that. Well, and I and I think that is actually a really thing. Like I, I would assume that would be a real thing because uh, as you look, you, you think about it, right? You know, you have so these women are suppressed in a lot of ways. These housewives, yes. these housewives, they've been suppressed in so many different angles. And all they have is other women to to kind of lean on mm-hmm. with their stories and their their uh, issues and their problems and stuff like that, right? So they, I think they connect on a different level. Because it seemed and, weird when she even like pulled up. Something with that bird feeder was strange, and then even uh, like she was like, "Oh, yeah. this isn't over yet." And she or came she up to check on her. She was protective in a sense of her. You yeah, know? so like I, I do think you're. Yeah, I think you're right. There was. I, I feel like that's that go that went on way more often than anybody ever actually cares to think about. You know, right? And and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I would totally support watching times. more sequels to that side of it. You know, like whole like uh housewife on housewife kind of thing you know <laughs> but i mean it is it's a sign but that in you're a right. serious thing though like i know it, i know it is uh it's a sign I, of the times because they also get into gentrification or i mean what we call gentrification now but like the redlining and destroying neighborhoods that. what is that i don't call that well like him talking about destroying neighborhoods oh oh yeah, yeah. okay that's so they yeah, yeah. you know like they got they did do a lot of modern things that have always existed that we are now more and more becoming aware of because they try to keep it quiet because everybody i think as a society we've kind of went well, oh, if it doesn't affect me. I don't know about it. But now we're learning like, right. oh, hey, shit, this has just well, been going on for a long it's, time. It's, yeah, it's not a modern thing. It's been going on forever. It's, exactly. it's just it's, it's just more aware light right. in the sense. Right? right. So, I mean, yeah, n- not negating what you said. It's just kind of saying like, yeah, it was different. Yep. You think of it, you, it. It was you weren't aware of it then. Now you are. So but this is what happened. Whatever, you know. And then they get but, into the end. Basically, David oops, uh, for David Harbor's story, he just comes crawling back, tail between his legs, because Frankie Shaw, his lover, went back with her husband, and they're mm-hmm. moving to California on their own, and he has to mm-hmm. come back to his loveless marriage, presumably, and she's miserable as it is. So it was like 
full circle. Like and, you try to change it, and you cost all these lives and destroyed so but many it, things. It, but and and the weird part too, though, is like his marriage was like okay. The marriage seemed like okay. She still loved him because she had nothing else, and he was like, like going see, I don't to work. Think, I don't think she knew about the affair until no, she Culkin. Did. That you, no, have I think code she did. To, you have the password to. Well, she was. I think she was suspicious because she's, she's like, "Oh, you're wearing suspicious. cologne." Oh, yeah. yeah. like I gotta hide some odors. Well, I didn't that, know if that was morning or night when it first happened. I was I like, think, "Is that a uh, night scene or morning?" That was. I think that, that was, was for the. I know. Viewers. I know. Initially, though, like yeah. I think that was for the viewers because uh, we can't smell. Well, just to kind of like catch you up to speed with I things, right? You know, you're, you're like, okay, if they wouldn't have said that, then and then they said like, oh, you got the cue to the, the combo combo. To the yeah. secretary, yeah. I thought Com- that was a clip. Well, we're, yeah. She's got the combo to say, well, you get the combo to the secretary. I'm like, yeah. it's, 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 it's a clever way to kind of catch the viewer up to speed with what's going on without telling them the whole entire story, I think. Right. But, so now you, for your, Jeff, for your experience, how many days were you on set? Only on set for one day. And. Oh, I was looking for you, by the way. <laughs> I was looking for myself, too. <laughs> um, where, where were you in it? Because I. I I try. I was looking, but man, so, some of the shit was too fast for me. My scene was me walking. So every time the Gotham Hotel was on, like the door was, like the doorway was gold. So yeah. I was walking in a gold gold doorway, but it was a revolving door, which that never had. The only revolving door I saw was at like the one hour forty eight minute mark, right before the credits. There's two guys walking towards a building with a revolving door, but so that's okay. I think. Part I was in actually got cut. Were you were you actually directed by Soderbergh? No, no Zack Snyder. No Zack Snyder moments. So Zack Snyder. Okay, so you're also in, or you were on the set for uh, Justice League, Batman versus or Superman. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. And how many days were you on that one? Eight, eight. And then uh, we say we can see your back, of your head, yeah. and the the funeral of Superman, the overhead shot that it's coming down. Um, but did Zack Snyder talk? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, in the scene where Lois Lane's walking up to the the building that blows up the yeah, Capitol the, the, building, yeah, or whatever the courthouse or whatever it is. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I've also been in a movie. I've been directed. I might have probably mentioned this in one before, but I was directed <laughs> by Billy Crystal in '61. That was filmed at the uh, oh, nice. former nice. Tiger Stadium. Oh, very good. I was in the scene where the guy that actually catches the 61st home run. I was standing. It was me. He chose me. He go. He picked me, and I picked another old guy that like those old guys, like our grandpas looked like with the, with the mm-hmm. wire rim glasses with the thick top, and we all both had slick back hair, but I had like the lighter colored shirt, and he was like in the suit. So he's like, we were in one shot. We were sitting next to the guy, and I, I go, I asked. Remember asking the actor? I go, oh, I'm like, I go, are you local? And he goes, no, no, they flew me in from LA. I'm like, oh, he goes, I'm the guy that catches the 61st home run. I'm like, oh, cool. Could our characters have crossed paths? Was that in the 1950s Detroit as well? Could our um, characters have crossed paths? And maybe a couple years later, yes. If you, your char- if your character was at the game when I was there. <laughs> but uh, the uh, actor, he, he, Billy Chris was like, oh, we're going to move this guy a couple rows back. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And he goes, you and you, go follow with him. And it was me and the other guy. I'm like, okay, cool. And so they're trying to do like, okay, the ball's going to, we're going to animate the ball coming in, but you guys got to all dive in the same area and like you're going for it. Everybody, I think, he did like maybe a good handful of takes. And everybody was just over hamming it up, and I just think they went, "Oh, this fucking sucks." So the, the shot, and I remember, we remember. Did you come over to the house for that? Wait, oh, you live with me. You live with me yeah. at the time. Can't you see yourself in the credits or something? Well, uh, yeah, that, there's the later shot. But yeah, this is like I thought, like, oh, this is gonna be my cool big moment. We bring everybody. Like we have like at least a good 10, 10 15 people over the house. We're watching the whole movie. 
it comes to that scene and they do such yeah. a far t- like <laughs> it's like if the screen's oh, yeah. like this it's like super small in the middle of the screen you can't tell anybody. I'm like, God damn it. Then you see that actor I talked to later he like, with. He's getting- like, that, that, that's my right shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm recording it, too, because it was HBO. I'm putting a VHS tape, doing the whole two hours. And then the whole movie ends, and I'm just like, oh, and I put my head down. And I forget that I also was asked, me and Tammy were picked to be in a scene behind Mickey Mantle's real-life grandson and great-grandson. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the, like, they're filming them, and the kid's supposed to go, like, oh, look at the bull. And we're doing the cheese and crackers talking in the background, me and Tammy. And we're doing a couple of takes of that. And I completely forgot about that because I thought that was the big moment. And I put my head down. The tape stops recording as it's in the credits because <laughs> it was well, two hours. And then everybody's like, Sean, Sean, there you are. And I looked up and I missed it. So I had to wait for like the next viewing. It was almost like real it. life Monsters, Inc. I'm <laughs> 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 like, oh, shit. But I, you can visibly see me there, so. But yeah, Billy Crystal directed me. And what you did, uh, oh, the TV the, show. The Detroiters. The Detroiters TV show. You can see him in that for sure. Mm. In the fina- season finale of the first the, the season. D, the D Awards. Yeah. Fi- season finale of season one. Gosh, that was a good beginning. <laughs> All the, the Kid Rock commercials. Have you ever watched The Traitors? Have you ever watched The Traitors? It's uh, Tim Robinson and Sam Richard. Sam Richards? Why is his name escaping me? Richardson or Richards? That might be Sam Richardson. But uh, they're basically an ad firm in Detroit. So they pick on a lot of local ads that we've had through the years, like Dietrich Furs or Sexy Specs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're an ad company that, and all their ads are like making fun of those old ones. But in the last season, they had the like local ad awards. And every every company, like GM, Chrysler. Probably Little Caesars. Probably Little Caesars, all had commercials. They all started like black and white shots of the city. And you'd see like the fist. And it was all narrated by Kid Rock. Every one of them. And the only thing different was the ending, basically. They had maybe one or two other shots, but it was the funniest shit. I always thought, like, I go, is that too local? Like, I don't know if it was funny for everybody or if it was just too local. But then, like, Portlandia has probably a lot, like, multiple levels of humor for people that live in Portland. But I still think that's funny. But anyway, it got canceled after two seasons. I highly recommend it. You can see Jeff in that one. He's in the background. When uh, Jason Sudeikis is talking to somebody, right? You see Jeff adjusting his necktie. So walking on by, walking on by. But uh, any other? Oh, oh, I guess Jay, would you? Did you like this movie? Well, okay, it was it was a tricky movie for me. It was, I felt like it was kind of long and a little boring. It's not really my cup of tea, sort of, so to speak. Is it more the era or the genre, mm. or both? A little bit, a little bit of both. Uh, the era made it kind of a little tough to watch, I guess. But at the same time, I'm not really big in that, like that sort of like uh, conspiracy uh, detective Twisty type stuff. Yeah, like the corporate espionage kind of thing is really not my thing, right? I mean, it's a noir. And, Did you like um, like LA Confidential or something like that? I don't think I ever saw that. Oh, okay. I mean, but it was. I mean. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad watch, but it was like you watch it and they're like, I don't know, a little bit of action, more talking, a little bit of action, way more talking. Yeah, to me, a little bit of action. The the fun is the twists and turns. Like, what do you think, Jeff? Like when he just mentioned genre, like it made me think of Catch Me If You Can, which has like a lot of talk, slow moving, but crime. Yeah. Which I like that movie. Right. I like this movie, too. Like, 
Because there's just so many twists and turns. Yeah, you don't know where it's... To me, like, that's the fun is who's going to betray who, who's going to get the upper hand. You want your hero to get the upper hand. Honestly, I think actually the the more fun of it for me was... um, the cameos or, or, or seeing the actors just. or seeing the actors that you didn't think were in there. To be honest with you, like the Lay Riota. Or, did I say it wrong? Yes. Try what's it again. It, what's his name? You said Lay Riota. Oh, oops. <laughs> Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Sorry. He didn't uh, look too good. He, he man. They, him and Frazier did not look good in this movie. Yeah. I thought the same thing too. Brendan Frazier looked like did not look that good. Well, just, I was like. Started recalling Chantrix or something, which and I guess, Ray Liotta uses to quit smoking. Right, and I do, and I do. I I did forget it, it was also during COVID, so there could they could right. maybe maybe celebrities go through COVID did, things. Did too. they digitize the masks out of the show? Is that the movie? Is that what happened or no? What no, no. We were when we were on set, we oh. had to keep them on until they said action. When did you said, get like test like the nose test oh, or a quick yeah? We test? had to go every. I had to get tested twice, once for my fitting, then once. For my okay. Did, did they use a Q-tip or did they have somebody come around? And no, they like, went up. They went up your nose. I actually did read uh, because Soderbergh worked on uh, Outbreak. He no Outbreak, no Contagion. Um, he he knows a bunch of people from the CDC still, so he had a lot of those consultants still working on this to keep it so they could actually film it and not be like every scenes everybody's like six feet away from each other. And uh, Don Cheadle talked about how he was asking them, and this again at that point in time, they're like. You know, oh, what's going to happen with all this stuff? And they go, oh, they go, Pfizer's going to be a two-shot thing, like, the months ahead of them announcing anything. Like, yeah, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is how it's going to go. This is about the time it's going to come out. So having, like, actual CDC people, because he knew it, he was able to be a little more, uh, I mean, you wouldn't have thought this was a COVID production at all, so. Like, the only actor in my scene was John Hamm. He was, like, walking down the middle of the street. I, don't, I didn't see that part. In oh, the movie. how close were you to him? Not very. Oh, that's I mean, I was the. How close would you want to be to him? I don't care. <laughs> you never watch Batman? I never watched Batman. Oh, okay. Though. He seems cool. I feel like he'd be a cool dude. I feel like if if he was around, which, I, I don't know. I mean, which one? He was the detective. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always like funny on 30 Rock and stuff, and he's a pretty good Saturday Night Live guest, too. But but yeah, I mean, I liked, I liked it because I, I do like these kinds of genre. I like. Typically, 50s L.A. Oh, stuff, they, like that kind of genre stuff. But, like, seeing it in Detroit was cool. Like, oh, this is, like, a genre I like. And seeing it mm-hmm. local. That's why I like when they said Purple Gang and stuff. It was, like, a week behind Dick Tracy for me. <laughs> That's, you know. It gave you multiple people to root for. You didn't know who was going to right. win in the end. Yep. I would say my only complaint was I needed more I needed more camaraderie. Like, I needed more animosity between Benicio Del Toro and Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. And then them kind of yeah he he I went he along was, a little too easy I think right and I almost thought he was going to be like after he shot the when he had that third sep- guy and when he had that separate Vulcan. suitcase when he left Julia Fo- let Julia Fox leave I thought he was going to go try to save him or something like I was like kind of expecting something mm, like that yeah. I, I I yeah I thought that t- the same thing too I thought maybe he was going to go back and like okay uh, he helped me and I was going to go help because he's like hugging all that money yeah and, and he's hugging all that money it looked like he had a crisis of conscience uh, or something yeah. but yeah but it wouldn't it, it wouldn't know because he's well, he had just been backstabbed by Cheadle so why would he care that's yeah, also true it, the whole entire the entire movie was backstabbing yeah everybody backstabbed everybody it, they had no like Matt Damon didn't backstab anybody no he was the only one that won Yep. Basically. Well, Don che- him and Don Cheadle, the little man mm. for five thousand bucks. Don won. Che- okay. He cleared te- all his debts. Te- Nobody te- wants him dead anymore. Technically, that is correct. He he won, but he didn't win. He broke even. 
He broke even. Because he's getting his land back and whatever else. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever he was he owed. Oh, whatever he was owed, he he basically walked with in his life, right? So I guess that's that is a win for sure. But um, he he didn't win win. Damon won, definitely. Because Cheeto can never go back to Detroit because no. he's a hit on him. Right. Well. Right. And the police, the police think he's dead. So. But all right. Yeah, I th- but back then though, too. The I there's mean, no yeah the tracking. I always think about well, and that's what I thought about too. And not to drag this out, but uh, when the when the police car pulled the um, was that Julia Fox or Julia? Yeah, yeah Julia what? Fox. Yeah. When the police car pulled her over, and he's sitting in the car for a minute, like they they. Like he sat in there way too long after he pulled her over. I, I think sometimes like, that's well, he's yeah he's not looking up things on a computer. Ex- exactly. But there was the one guy that came out and wrote down the license that was like well yeah that was the guy and, that was and, tailing and yeah and he was shady as shit right so you knew some shit was happening so as soon as she got pulled over like after she got rid of him you're like okay this dude is tied to somebody I didn't think it was the police but so but I but think, ultimately it tells you how deep. The corruption. The big four were, were tied into the, all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they had the, they had our the whole police. Country, our whole, I mean, our whole area locally is fucked in terms of mass transit because of the big three or four at the time or however many at one point. Yeah, and sure. I mean, our, you yeah, can you actually the new, blame like, all they have downtown. <laughs> the Q line, the QAnon line. Or, you know, I mean, Power you can say our whole country, <laughs> you can say our whole country's kind of fucked because of the dependence on cars and freeways we've built and just like and our oil dependence like they said if cars evolved or not evolved if cars uh what would be the oh, word shit i did that what would be the word when you say like computer technology the bird is the word changes advances. evolves advances i guess evolves i guess it is maybe evolves if, if computer if car technology evolved at the same rate computer technologies evolved we would be um, in such advanced technology for cars you, know, you do know cars use computers right they they're they're getting there, but they like have been for a long time. Sorry, computer. But all right, any sorry, other last LG. thoughts? <laughs> yeah, uh, LG rhythm, get out of here. <laughs> any other uh, last thoughts? No. Nope. All right, uh, check out uh, <laughs> the Waffle House Podcast and, Waffle and the Waffle House Titans. <laughs> Back to work. Thanks for completing this course. For more lessons, follow the Film School Janitors on Instagram and Facebook under Film School Janitors and on Twitter under FS Janitors. Please grade, er, I mean, rate and review this podcast where we may have found it, and feel free to email us at filmschooljanitors at gmail.com. Now get back to your studies.